Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love Podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Our next guest has almost 35 years in working in the hotel hospitality industry, mainly in the concierge world. He has worked for brands such as IHG, Marriott, Mandarin Oriental, and now the iconic brand of Accor as the chief concierge of the Fairmont Doha, where he welcomed the likes of royal family members and world leaders during last year's FIFA World Cup football in Qatar. He is currently the international president of Union International des Concierge Hotels, Les Clés d'Or, which is translated as the Golden Keys, which is a professional association of hotel concierges with approximately 4,000 members working in over 80 countries and 530 destinations in literally every corner of the world. Before being appointed international president at the 67th UICH International Congress in Istanbul, Turkey, which Holly and I had the honor of attending, he held the position of first international vice president, third international vice president for UICH Lake Claydor International. He's also the founder of the Dubai Concierge Group, Lake Claydor UAE, Qatar Concierge Association, and Lake Claydor Qatar. He's also featured under the Qatar Tourism Website Guide to the City Under Excellent Service and is a facilitator for Al Ryan's School of Hospitality, collaborating with Derby University in the United Kingdom. He is supported by his loving wife and two children. Please join me in welcoming Randy Santos to the Service Love Podcast. Randy, a big warm welcome. Thank you. To you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much, Mary and Holly. It's, uh, I must say, it's really an honor to be your guest, and um, I'm really so excited. It's not just only um, this part of what we are doing, but I'm really looking forward to meet you really in, in person, face-to-face, hopefully soon. But thank you. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Randy, so we're having these conversations about service love, and we wanted to talk to you, of course, as the current international president of this very large international association, because that association started from love and from love of what we do, and all these years later to to be the the leader of that organization, what would you say that your definition of service love is? Well, uh, thanks, uh, Holly, for the questions. Um, for me, 
if you're going to think about it, it's really a kind of a big uh, meaning. But for me, it has something to, uh, to do with making uh, our guests feel uh, valued and uh, cared for uh, during their stay. And uh, to have this, is, this should be kind of qualifications that I must say I'm talking about you as a person in terms of personalizations and how you think, uh, uh, how you handle the requests of your guests, being attentiveness, your empathy, um, going the extra, smi uh, extra miles, warm and friendliness, you know, also can be added as a quali uh, qualification. It should be a reliability, creating memorable moments and you being a professional or being professionalism. I think this is, this is the entire qualification for you to say that, hey, I'm here making them feel valued and I'm here for them as uh, I care for whatever they need. So I think that's, that's, that's the service love for me. I love that service love ingredients. Yeah, really enjoy that. And when did you know you loved what you do? When was that moment that you well, said, this is what I meant to do? Well, the moment and when I see the guest is approaching to my desk, and there you go, I have a big smile on it. And I know that I can create something magical, or I should say, I always provide the, uh, the gems of the city itself. And uh, it's a nice feeling as well, after you provide those kind of gems in the city, and the secrets of the city, I should say, when they come back, they come to you in acknowledging, saying, you know, Randy, um, it's really wonderful. We didn't even thought about that it's here. It's in, in, in for, if, for example, here in Doha, it's, it's, we didn't really realize that it's existing here, right? For example, uh, the personal collection of the first ruler is his house is transformed into a museum. You know, they call it Sheikh Faisal Museum. And this is not being uh, advertised all the time. And, Every time I receive this in return, it's really energized me, you know, energized me and keep on doing it and not just doing it, but doing it for more. So this is how, how I feel it. Randy, thanks. I, I love that because when people come back to you and respond and say, thank you. And wow, that was really great. And I wouldn't have known this unless I met you. That really inspires you. And that is a way that you express service love. We're wondering if there Absolutely. was a moment in your 35-year career where you knew that this was what you wanted to do, where it's like, yes, I'm going to stay at this. This is, I love this. Was there any kind uh, of for you of that? Yeah. It's just, it gives me a flashback, Holy, when you asked that question that um, when I was back in Manila, which is I am coming from, um, every time with my mom and dad takes me to a hotel and I always seeing those frontliners on the suits, particularly, uh, I identify immediately those single desks with the keys and there was, how can I say, they, they're totally engaged with their guests. So I said to myself, I want to be like that. I want to wear a suit and I love to talk to people. You know, I have, I have a lot of friends when they're visiting, you know, in my, in my house, I make sure that from A to Z, they will experience the, uh, you know, the personalized, uh, I should say, service or friendship that I used to do. So I said to myself, um one day i will be working in the hotel 
and during that time, Holly and Mary, it's not so easy to 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 work in a hotel in in Manila because of uh, the competitions. So uh, I'm I did have uh, a chance, but not that for long, to work in the hotel industry. Um, I was working in the F and B. I said, okay, that's my stepping stone, but I really wanted to be in the frontliners. I want to be a concierge, but I didn't have the opportunity for that. So one day I I managed to pass the interview and my first overseas uh, work is in Dubai as a bellman. And less than 12 months, I, I got promoted as assistant uh, chief concierge because of this uh, a wonderful story behind that. Maybe I will uh, explain to you uh, along the way. And until <clears throat> less than, to be exact, less than 18 months, I become the assistant chief concierge at the JW Marriott Hotel. And I said to myself, this is it. This is exactly what I wanted to, and I don't want to slip it in my hand because this is the dream that when I was a child, and I said that I really belongs to the world of concierge. Yes, well, the world of the concierge is happy that you made that decision. And if you have a couple minutes, tell us the story. That's what we want to know. We want to know the story. Oh, yes, well, this all is right. So, about inspiring people. You're one of the great professionals. Let's inspire people. Tell well, us. Yeah, we want to hear. Well, I'll, I'll, the story is this: all all started when I saw it in the newspaper saying uh, they need the. Uh, uh, first, they need a bellman in a five-star hotel. So there you go. I submit my application. And they were looking only for one bellman for 200 applicants. So I was down into um, the 20, shortlisted, and down to five. So eventually, I'm one of the magic five. So the employer, I remember, it was been, I was being interviewed. It was a Saudi national saying that, okay, you come over to to the manpower agency office and just signed the contract. I said, all right. So I was the last person to be called. And those four, first four who went inside the office, they were kind of disappointed. And I asked him what happened? And they said, uh, you, know, you will come to know. So they're not telling me. So they left the office. So I'm, I'm the last one who entered the office and the employer have given me the contract and the contract salary was 100 $50 salary, $150. That was 1993, all right? And then I signed. And then the employer said, did you understand what is written in, in, the, in the contract? Yes, it's, it's obviously, yes, I do. I read it, and it's $150. And then why? Do you think it's, that is not too small for you? And I remember his name. His name is Mr. Mann. I said, Mr. Mann, during the interview, what I'm asking you is an opportunity and this opportunity you have been given to me, and I know myself, I will not be a bellboy, and I know myself that I will grow within your company because I am your new generation. Your hotel is a brand new hotel, and I think that is a perfect moment that I will be uh, uh, start with my career with you. And all of a sudden, he tear up the contract, and he pull out in the drawer. Of course, I will not mention how much is that. And he said he revealed the real salary. And he's saying that, you know, Randy, I knew it from the very beginning because I felt you from the first time that I interviewed you. And uh, I have this feeling that you are the person who really 
loves to work in the uh, frontliners and who loves to work in the hotel industry. So there you go. And then after five years, um, I couldn't find Mr. Mann. I don't have any contact with the employer just to say thank you to him. One day I was on the elevator and someone whispered behind me because I didn't recognize him and said, hi, Randy, how's, how's, the, manpower, how's the manpower agency in Manila? And then when I turned my back, oh, my God, it's Mr. Man. And then all of a sudden, I just hugged him. And I said, you know, Mr. Man, I've been looking for you since many years. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That opportunity that you have been given me, I treasure it. And then he's looking on my name badge saying, look, you, look who you are now. You're the assistant concierge. And... Um, I was so happy, and that's the last time that I've seen Mr. Man. So uh, you're right. I think I'm really born to be a concierge or working in the hotel hospitality. I guess it's in my blood, in my genes, in my mind, in my soul. So that's why I'm here. Wow, what a story! And I hope Mr. Man is going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think is... he owns another business now. It's no longer in the hotel industry. But at oh, least I have we'll a try to get it to him so he can hear this. That's a beautiful. Story. <laughs> at least I have a that's I have a peace of mind to say in person to to Mr. Man to say uh, thank you after five years. That is really an opportunity, an opportunity. So he had been given me such a wonderful yes. person. That is so great, Randy. You know, when I started, I worked for a tour company and they paid me $25 a day. Uh, it was cash. They paid, they, this is what they did in this tour company. And I had a friend going, you can't do that. You can't do that. You have a master's degree. You can't do that. And I said, I don't know. I think I can. I love this. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. So it worked out. And so I totally love that story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you yeah. so much. I, uh, it's really wonderful. It changed my life. And I think it is so important now, this message, you know, that it's if, you know, you have a dream you did as a little boy and you you saw mm -hmm. what you wanted to do and mm -hmm. you put that energy out, you know, to the world and you knew that there could be stepping blocks. I think sometimes some people think you can just get that job, right, that you want and don't necessarily think there's steps to get that job, especially in hospitality, in the world of hospitality, there's so many incredible positions and places that can take you. Like you went to Dubai and now you're in Qatar and, and the people you've met and the things you've done. And I just, I think that is just such a beautiful story all around because it shows, you know, when you have a passion and you have a vision, you can make anything happen. And sometimes just focusing on the money um, will never get you to where you really need oh, yeah. to be and want to be um, as a career. So I couldn't agree with you more with what you did absolutely, I think absolutely. It's a beautiful message even I'm telling this to my friends Mary and Holly that you know uh when you have a dream um it's 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 wonderful to have a dream and having an ambitions also um before you before you do some before you do the first move you have to ask yourself are you capable of doing that or you just you know you just wanted to, or you just wanted to try. Because for me, this is not just a dream, but this is my ambitions. And uh, I always saying I'm not too ambitious with, with, with what I'm doing, but I know up to what extent that I could achieve in the world of hospitality and uh, um, make it very simple. 
you know, and stay humble. That's what I'm always telling to everyone, especially when you get this, uh, when you have this opportunity to stay as, as the way you are, the people that they know you never, ever change because things will collapse instantly. Love that. Humble and simple. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So we've had an interesting few years in the world and um, our industry definitely has changed. How do you find, um, what are the challenges right now in expressing service love? Um, you know, Mary and Holly, um, I was thinking after the pandemic, you know, that most of our guests will be kind of much open in terms of providing them the, uh, not just the service that they're expecting, but kind of outside the box. But we're still having some of the guests that their priority, their priority is their privacy. When I say privacy, sometimes as a concierge, we have this feeling that we were trying to help. We were trying to provide the best experience, but they're drawing a line. Like, you know, uh, they're not going to react, but rather than, they just need a simple questions for their inquiries. So you will have this feeling that, oops, um, I need to respect their privacy. Somehow, if that kind of feeling is like, oh, um, of course, you're trying to find a way how to, to deliver or how to let them know that there's something is more spectacular than on their wish list. But apparently... Uh, they prefer to have really their privacy. It's it's so hard to, you know, to step over when we know that the family or a guest, they they want you to have a limit access to them. For some reason, maybe, yeah, a privacy, or they just wanted to do it by themselves. And there's so many reasons. And I thought these things will be, you know, minimized. But as we speak right now, uh, it's still present. Uh, I can still see some of the guests they wanted to, to to have a privacy in their life. And if they will come to you, they're just going to have a straight answer, yes or no, can be, this is a good one, and then thank you very much. And that's it. And uh, that's really quite very challenging. Um, I'm trying a lot of way. I'm trying to use some of the techniques, but... Um, there's always a limit when you when you are trying to do that. Otherwise, it will turn into a you know uncomfortable uh, experience by our by our hotel guests. Well, thanks, Randy. That is very interesting because I, if I'm hearing you correctly, you want to do more, and they don't want exactly. More. That yeah, it's very interesting. And what came into my mind just listening to you doing this, I'm like. Well, wow, this series that we're putting together is really mm. about mastery and how you are mm. a real the masters of hospitality in this series and what it means to achieve mastery. And one of those things, it's like the opposite of what would be natural. It would be natural mm. if your heart is open and I want to help you and I want to tell you this and I want to tell you that. But it's like, whoa, I got to read this situation. They just want me to exactly. answer the question. That mm. is seriously interesting so thank you for that Let's and in, a, in our profession in our profession we need to see also their their movements their 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 body language and the behavior and the moment they said oh yeah i, I have this on my list and the tone of voice and that is a clear message that they really need a privacy so you stop from there 
That's very interesting. Thank you so much for that. So, Randy, thinking about all of these things, when you take care of other people so much, it's your life. You're there so many hours. You're all about taking care of other people. You're also a dad. You're a husband. You work in the community. You give of yourself to the school. How do you take care of yourself? What do you do to, you know, in the idea of love, how do you take care of you so that you're well, available? Uh... Um, maybe this is the way I energize myself, you know, Holy. Every day I'm responsible of uh, dropping my kids to the school and especially uh, on my off day when in my off day, I pick, I pick them up as well from the school. But if I have a work, I just drop them and the school bus take them to my house. So I start from there having my loved ones next to me, getting this positive energy telling them what is my experience yesterday with the guest, telling them that I there's a, a family guest who was so happy with a six-year-old uh, pretty girl, smart girl who who invade my desk. And uh, so, you know, there's there's a kind of interesting conversation. And I'm happy with my, my kids that they understand exactly what is my job. And... I take this as a positive energy and I just want to make sure the moment I step in into the hotel, I have this kind of mood. And um, if you may ask if, okay, if, if you encounter or if you are in bad mood, well, I never had a bad mood at work, but I believe with when you're under pressure, you better you switch off, go somewhere, go to the parking, go to canteen, drink water, whatever. In 10 minutes, come back to work, you switch on. And there you go. It's like lights, camera, action. There's no way for me. There's no room for saying I'm a bad mood. Don't talk to me. Let let them to handle with other concierge. No, because you know, as as the head of the department, your movements, your appearance, your reaction, or your action is really uh, important for your team. If if they see their leader is this way, guarantee you you are putting them in a very wrong direction. So I started everything in a very much positive uh, when it comes to work. I separate the personal and work, but as a human being, I love my kids. I love my wife. I think this is where I get my strength. So that is why if some of our members who's listening uh, right now who attended the Istanbul, I introduced my family to all of our members as explained to my family and our members that this is the extension of your family. You know, I want them to understand that my energy, my time with, with our association, I'm taking their time that I supposed to, you know, be with them. But I just want them to know that it's how very important my, you know, the, the my dedications to our associations. So I'm putting a heart on that. And on the daily basis, yep, they're always saying that there will be another day. And uh, I always start with a positive and with my family around. Of course, I have to add my dog. <laughs> I have a Pomeranian and uh, his name is uh, Spike. So uh, so I, I, I take those people around me that really makes me happy. And this is how I do it on the daily basis. This is my routine. That's fantastic. I think that I love that. I love this idea. In order to serve <clears throat> with love, 
I first fill with love. And that's what you're sharing with us. Thank you. Absolutely. That is beautiful. And part of my family as well, Randy, is two Pomeranians. So we're part of the ah. Pomeranian Club. Yes, I didn't know you had a Pomeranian. I love that. That was a I nice do, surprise. I, <laughs> I have a little I black do. one and a multicolored one. So Makwa and Juno. And uh, I agree with you. Walking my dogs for me is one of my self-care because it is, it's definitely a way to switch off and then you're actually getting exercise as well, right? And you're pouring love into That's them. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. It's big help. Big help. That's incredible. So I love how you start your day with the love with your family. Um, but where do you wish there was more love and compassion in this world? Well, um, I wish there would be more love at work from the people that you're working with. When I say love working with people, let's accept the fact that we're also dealing with our colleagues, with our team in terms of the behaviors, or I should say a kind of unique attitude. Uh, sometimes that's a challenge, you know, simple things, it's not so easy for them to accept. But putting a love, I think things will change drastically. And with, uh, I should say, more compassions, I guess, uh, let's involve also the nature with our works. You know, when I say, you know, uh, nature, talking about the earth, its inhabitants, maybe a good example is the CSRUICA is doing right now, planting a tree. And, uh, you know, you, you involve to balance life and, uh, which is, I did when I, uh, I went to the AGM of, uh, Leclador, India, and I'd like to share this to you that, um, the hotel, their hotel, the hotel, uh, JW Merit hotel, they, uh, the Leclador, India, they approached that, will you please provide, uh, if you can help us to, to provide us a, a space to plant a tree because they have a huge, huge, huge garden. And also I thought it's just a one tree. And I didn't know that the man, the man, the general manager provided six trees to plant. Six. So it's nice to have this kind of, you know, balance with your love and compassion. Compassion should be not just for the work, but you involve the environment. You you, you involve the mother earth as well. I think we should not for, forget that. That is why most of the um, Branded hotel, I should say the hotel properties, they're always in, involved with sustainability, you know, environment, green. I think for me that we need to include that also to have a proper balance for both love and compassion. I love, thank you, Randy, involving the love of our environment and Mother Earth. And, you know, I remember that so much. You talked about that when I was in Dubai working with mm -hmm. you. You talked about Mother Earth and some of the things that were happening in Dubai and how how you felt about that. Well, that was so Absolutely. interesting. That that that's yeah. so great. So I'm loving this conversation so much, Brandy. Thank you so much for all of this. And one of the things that we'd like to do with this uh, hospitality master full series is we would like to know some stories because how some stories that you have. It's like this is how. I expressed service love. This is one of my favorite stories mm -hmm. of career. A couple of them. Can you share a few with us? Oh yeah, uh, maybe I. There, there are many of them, but the one that I oh, it pops up in my mind when I uh, when I you know when you ask this question is, I remember when we have this guest. Um, it's not really the the main person, but it's one of the uh, I should say. Uh, um, attendees of the wedding 
So uh, apparently he left the hotel without the the wedding dress, I should say. And uh, it's just a matter of 15 hours to start the wedding, you know. And uh, there's no way to, to do that even by courier. So the only thing that I must we should do is to fly someone and bring this and carry on and deliver it uh, on time. So um, I managed to do that. And uh, the guest was really extremely happy. He didn't expect that, you know, uh, one of my concierge will deliver the wedding uh, dress on time. That is also kind of spectacular. And uh, another one that I remember, um, I was doing a night shift. And then uh, I have an early departure. Actually, my guess is from the USA. He's going to New York. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a red paper bag is missing. And then uh, when I asked what is inside the paper bag, I said, this is insulin. So we'll not be able to travel without the insulin. And that was 3 in the morning. So I said, oops, oops, oops. So I, there's nowhere to find. But I said I need to act immediately. So I talked to the night manager and I took some amount of money. I said, I will explain to you, but I need to rush to a pharmacy. It so happened as concierge, we have some connection, uh, a regular pharmacies that we're ordering. And uh, I asked this pharmacist, if possible you accept the, uh, the, the uh, photocopy of the uh, doctor's prescription because my guest needs to travel. It's open. This pharmacy is just five minutes away from me. And I managed to secure not just one insulin. I managed to buy two insulins. And immediately I prepared the car and I, you know, I apologized to our guests. And then later on, I found out when the guests been dropped to the airport. And I found out that the paperback was been thrown by the housekeeper because we found it in the bin. And well, I'm saying this because this really happened. I, I couldn't believe that it's gone because the luggage room is behind my desk. And the only access in my luggage room are the housekeepers. So I said, okay, I asked myself, housekeeper, they clean my luggage room. Where they where, uh, where are they going to throw the, the garbage? In the bin. So I went to the big bin. I put the garbage bag on my legs, two legs. I jumped into the, the, the main bin. And I found a paper bag. It was there. But it's all right because I've given uh, the insulin to our hotel guests. And then after 72 hours, I was being called by the general manager. And they wake me up and said, the GM wants to see you. I said, oh, my God, what I have done, of course, <laughs> in the morning. And you've been asked by the GM, there's something is really, you know, might be something is wrong. And then when I enter the... Um, the GM's office, all the executives, they were clapping their hands and they congratulate me because they received an email from the guests and saying thank you to me that the tagline there is a lifesaver. Randy helped me out. And because of this, I'm securing a hundred rooms for my next uh, convention and I want to reserve in your hotel. So I got the on the spot 
uh, promotions to become from assistant to become chief concierge. And I was like speechless. And uh, I continued doing that, doing it. And I just remember from the day one that I was, you know, applying for a job. <laughs> what I'm asking is just an opportunity. And there you go. I, I, I got this instantly. But in my mind, uh, Holy and Mary is, uh, is how can I give the insulin immediately? Because in my mind is, it's a life-threatening for a guest if without the insulin. Second, he will miss the flight. She will miss the flight. And third is the reputation of the hotel itself. So that is why I act quickly, and um, I didn't expect that they even send this to the corporate office, and uh, I receive another, you know, certificate of appreciation for what I have done. So um, I think that is. I have many things to tell, but I think those two are more than enough because we don't have much time. But uh, I did it because of this, the service love. And uh, you're right. I'm. I'm. It's perfect with with your team, uh, service lab. I think the line of concierge is. It has really to be. You care. You care for everything, and you love for what you really what you are doing, and um, and know what is your capacity, right? And if you have a doubt, obviously, you always have someone next to you or your manager to ask with, but. I think this is overall my experience. I must say, this is the service love from the very beginning. I started with my career. So quite long story. <laughs> no, it's incredible. Thank I used you. to say we weren't lifesavers. We're not saving lives, you know, in serious situations and concierge, but you actually did save a life. So <laughs> really, really <laughs> incredible story. Yeah, no, beautiful. Love it so much. Wow, I can't even believe we're at the end of our questions here, but we we need to have you for a few more moments, if that's okay. <laughs> sure, sure. We have five rapid-fire round questions, and uh, All right. ask you one or the other, and you get to choose. So are you ready? Sure, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Great. <laughs> Yeah, we're all drinking lots of coffee today. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer? Make me awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Traveling mm -hmm. by plane or train? Plane. Plane. Do you prefer? This might be a little difficult. This one. Do you prefer the country Doha or Dubai? Uh, I must say Doha, but I can explain why. <laughs> Yeah. Because Doha, uh, Dubai is uncomparable because it's 24-7. It's a busy place. And if you want to experience the rich and famous, that's the right place to do. Uh, I work there. I have a long hours. And uh, I don't regret on that because it helps me to learn more. But in Doha, I think it's the perfect moment for me at who who. I am right now um, being a family person. Doha, there's always a time for a family. And my workplace, and I should say in general here, um, it's not as busy as in, in Dubai, but there's always a quality time for your family here. And I always, I, I do have also some kind of several uh, offers, but I've chosen to stay here in Qatar because I think 
I just realized that um, you should have a quality time also spare for your family. And I think that is where I'm getting the positive energy. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm here and I will continue of staying in here. I'm not getting younger anymore. I have to stay in one place only. <laughs> but um, both, I love them. They're my, my, my second home. I will never forget where I started in Dubai, but it gives me more in reality of my future right now here in uh, Doha with my family. I love that. And I've been to Dubai many times, but not Doha. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to come visit yeah. you <laughs> to experience Please, it. please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next question is, do you prefer mountains or the beach? Beach. Because beach is, for me, is... It's my meditating because when I used to work in Dubai, uh, my house is next to the beach. In the morning before I start my work, I just walk by the beach and watching those waves continuously. So I refer our life in the waves that continuously nonstop. So uh, it's kind of meditating for me. Beautiful. I totally connect with you on that because I grew up on the beach. So I understand that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And do you prefer texting or talking? Talking. Because I can feel you when I talk. And I can feel exactly, there should be always a human connection. Uh, I don't say we set aside the uh, technology, but it's good as a human being, we can get a better result. And we can resolve that both immediately. Or a wonderful conversation, not just a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, texting, there is a purpose, right? We are in the digital world, mm -hmm. so but there's nothing like when you hear someone's voice. And yeah, it's kind of nice we can voice note now, right? So it's not just about texting. We can hear people's voices. But Absolutely. talking to one another is even better, like right now, which is beautiful. Thank sure. you so much. That was great. You're welcome. Great, Randy. Just one last question for you. When you talked about, you know, that you can plan your future in um, Qatar. So speaking about your future, I think, you know, since this is all about service love, how do you envision continuing with service love in your life? Well, I I think with with my achievements now, I think uh, my next thing that I I should do or visioning myself is to to pass it to pass it on to the young generation let them know what was the past and what will be the presence look like and it's very important that you share all of those experiences that you have and uh, be the mentor guide them and uh, i learned from you holy and somehow when i've been invited with uh, any sections and they asked me to if you could prepare some inspirational uh, workshop and I do it because that is also a kind of powerful to, to pass it on with your legacy, especially now I'm the international president. And uh, my objectives also is to look after with the, uh, the young generation, the next generation, the next leader. So um, there are a lot of things that have been stored. Maybe I could name, I can drop one is the e-learning which is uh, provided by the UICH, but this is something that uh, in the result of the uh, yearly education. So uh, this is something that they could take it, take home with them because let's accept the fact that after the COVID, 
uh, we need to support our members in the way that maintaining their job and of course their respective hotels who are spending thousands of dollars or euro, they're always looking for a return investment. And what is this return investment? Share the knowledge, share your thoughts, share what is the outside world. And even this solely and Mary, what you're doing, this is something that could, they could take it home. They just simply listen, take it down and customize the PowerPoint. There you go. You have a modules, you know? So, um, I will continue this and, uh, I'm always ready to listen for any comments or feedback or suggestions. And this is always, uh, I used to do from third vice president up to the president. I always try to reach out with our members because, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect leader, but there's always, uh, always, there's always a perfect team up with the UICH. We will work together hand in hand. You tell me what you want. We tell you what exactly we can do for you. Let's meet halfway. You know, I think rather than something to be debate, but rather than let's sit down as a very calm conversation and let's meet up in a halfway. If we can do, you can do, let's work it out. Um, and I'll continue this even I'm the past president or soon I'll be part of the, uh, committee decides, oh, I'm going to reach into that point. But uh, that is in my mind. And just to credit this, uh, I'm sure Holy Mary, uh, this is uh, one of the uh, project, I should say one of the objectives of Andy Ponko to look after the young Liquidor. Now I understand the purpose of why I am, I run for third vice president. I keep on asking why I should show me a sign why Andy Ponko is always in my dream twice a week when there was a, uh, before I uh, put my uh, candidacy on the third vice president. So now I understand why. So uh, we have the same way of thinking, the same objectives when it's still around. So I'm going to continue what I'm doing and to make sure that the rest of our members and the new generation will be fully guided. That's so beautiful. And we're so grateful that you're embracing this platform that we're doing in the inspirational piece and interviewing masters. Can you just for a moment tell all of our listeners who Andy Pongo is? Because I bet a lot of people sure. have no idea. And this was your um, inspiration. I mean, your dreams. I really, that's, tell <clears throat> us, who's Andy Pongo? Well, Andy Pongo, he's supposed to be the first Asian UICH president. But uh, six months before the election, he passed away from uh, lung cancer. So Andy Ponko, he is from the Lecador Philippines. And his objectives is um, to look after with the young uh, Lecador. And you might be wondering how I'm connected with them. Because when I used to be in Dubai, we are under the umbrella of Lecador Philippines. So every time I fly back to Philippines, he will insist me to be picked up and drop him to the hotel and we will have a wonderful lunch. And we talk about so many things about the future, about everything about the association. He's really passionate with this. And one day he rang me and uh, he was in the hospital. I can hear from his voice that he's not well. 
The only word that he said to me, Randy, I'm going to visit you. That time I was in Dubai. I'm going to visit you in Dubai, but please, can you do me a favor? I said, what is that, Andy? Please spread the wings of the Leclador. I said, okay, uh, yes, I will do that. And that is why when there was an when he passed away, when there's opportunity of uh, the next election for the, so I was eyeing to run for the third vice president. I go back for what Andy said. The last word he said, spread the wings of Liquidor. So I think that is the message. But honestly, I did a lot of consultations with close friends, close leaders. I'm asking them, am I too ambitious to run as a third BP? And I talked to them in a separate days and time. And all of them, they have one answer. So I said, this is, this is it. This is the sign. So I, 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 I thank Andy really so much. And if all of you who's listening from Istanbul, I landed in Doha. I dropped my family. I took the next flight to Manila because I have to meet uh, the family of Andy Ponko, Mel, and the two kids. They're not kids anymore. They are two doctors. And I was surprised because I thought it's just a family dinner. When I arrive at four in the afternoon, the dinner is seven o'clock. And when I reached to that restaurant, I was surprised all the members of Clidor and all concerts in Manila, they're waiting for me to congratulate me. And teardrops, but tears for joy. And I saw Mel wife of Andy and the two doctors uh, of Andy Ponko. So, you know, Hug, Mayumi, and the rest of the exco. And the nice thing what the two kids said to me, they're both doctors, boy and girl, is telling me, um, they address me as an Uncle Randy. We are doctors now. We didn't have the chance to look after with our dad, but uh, we are here for you. When you need anything, when you feel uncomfortable with your health, just give us a call and we'll be right next to you. You know, even such a long flight, but it's really, you know, it's worth it. And uh, I hugged the two kids. I said, you know what? Your dad is super proud of both of you. And thank you. Thank you for your gesture. And um, within 72 hours, I fly back to Doha. So um, that is how the story and how I've been inspired by Andy Ponko. And this is how I talk. This is how I say it. Um, I'm a very soft-spoken person, but I have a plan and I have ambitions for the future. And this is why I'm saying it right now. And let's embrace this. Whatever our committee is doing in our UICH, this is the way for you to share your talents as well. This is an opportunity for each and every one of you. So um, that's my full story. And I will continue while I'm still in the hotel industry. I love the hotel and I love my members. I love the association and I love each and every one of you. And we love you. Thank you so <laughs> much. And, and, and I loved Andy Pongo too. And the idea mm -hmm. that to have these wings and to think that Andy's angel wings are now being helping you to flap yours. Thank you so very, very much for doing this. Thank you for Absolutely. supporting this. You made us both cry. And thank, <laughs> you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I still have uh, teardrops. It's coming from my heart. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much as well. It's it's really an opportunity to be with you and uh, looking forward to see you face to face. And for all of our members, um, I hope to see all of you in Bali. Bali is a wonderful Congress venue. And we all know Bali. They have a wonderful nature. I think it's time also for kind of meditating after all those four or five years of uh, <laughs> pandemic that we survive. And I think it's time for us to move on and to move forward at the same time. We need to involve also the nature, you know, kind of well-being so we could, uh, you know, think more and improve more and to show it to our management, to show it to the world who we are, how how lovable we are as a Clidor. Yes. And uh, yes. we will be loved and yeah, we will be loved and we will love, we will love all of them. You know, we, we need, we let them to feel us. That's the most important. It has to be natural. And I really thank you for both of you. I wish you could stay for a little bit more in an hour more. We can talk more about it. <laughs> but but I think you need to go. And uh, thank you. It's an opportunity. Thank you. Keep it up. Keep it up. A big thank you to all of you who listened to the end today. And especially to our guests, Randy Santos, for sharing his drive, dedication, and concierge passion. Holly and I wish him all the success in his position as international president of Lay Clay Door. Have you ever saw a business opportunity due to a need in the market and acted on it with love? Up next in episode six, Holly and I were so grateful to have a conversation with Adam Israel, president of hotel operations at Wolf Urban Management. Adam shares with us his entrepreneurial story of being the co-founder and executive vice president of Go Concierge, a platform that transformed the concierge landscape. He shares with us his vision he had and has had while always serving with love. We would love to hear from you on how you celebrate the people who express their love and hospitality daily. Please drop us a line. Join our service love challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandsteinmanservicesolutions.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Steadman Service Solutions. Together, we can inspire, inform, and influence a movement to raise the frequency of love. Will you be a part of it? My name is Mary Steadman. This is the Service Love Podcast. And Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.